Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman, founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. On our program last week, we spoke to Rebecca Burkholder from the National Consumer League about their initiative, their campaign to promote better adherence to medical treatment. Patients' poor adherence to treatment is one aspect of waste in our healthcare system, and we're going to discuss waste and healthcare reform and further adherence in a discussion today with Tom Hubbard. Tom is Senior Program Director at NEHI, a National Health Policy Institute. Tom, thank you so much for joining me on the program today. To start, um, just tell, us, tell our listeners a little bit about what NEHI is. Certainly. Um, NEHI is essentially a, a think tank. Uh, we're, we're headquartered up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, but uh, unlike a lot of think tanks, we, uh, we actually have members. We have uh, about 80 member organizations uh, who are from all over the country. Um, it was set up originally almost 10 years ago to be a think tank around which different sectors of healthcare, or what I sometimes think of as the different warring parties, unfortunately, in healthcare, uh, could come around the same table uh, to talk about and do research around issues that they had a common interest in. So we have patient groups, we have physician groups, we have hospital groups, we have health insurance groups, um, pharmaceutical manufacturers, the whole panoply of of, uh, stakeholders, so to speak, in in healthcare around our, our sort of one table. That's interesting. You talked about warring parties and you talked about stakeholders. As I was listening to you rattle off these different groups, I was thinking, well, they're interested in seeing patients get well, and they're interested in seeing patients get well, and yeah. they're interested in seeing patients get well, just straight down the list. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's uh, you know, what we hope is the, is the unifying uh, element for, for everybody who uh, uh, joins us or, or you know, might collaborate with us on, uh, on different projects, is that uh, there's a, you know, fundamentally a shared interest in uh, getting better patient outcomes. Um, and frankly, there's a shared interest amongst the groups that come around our table in the use of evidence to to drive better outcomes. So um, the whole movement or or interest in evidence based medicine, so called, is really a, a shared interest amongst uh, the folks that, that tend to gravitate around our organization. Healthcare reform is a very hot topic in America and has been for ooh, about a year or so. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. does, is Nehi involved in that? 
well, uh, we are somewhat. I, you know, we're, we're sitting, first of all, in Massachusetts, and, and a number of our founders uh, have got deep roots in Massachusetts, and Massachusetts has obviously been uh, um, ground zero or, or, or one of the places that's ground zero, maybe I should say, in healthcare reform. Um, we uh, we haven't been directly involved in um, healthcare reform in Massachusetts, but a number of our member organizations are extremely involved in healthcare reform in Massachusetts, and we're involved in the in the formulation of that. We did um, as, as the national healthcare reform debate heated up in in uh, 2008 and, and 2009. We did. Um, try to pull together a series of principles uh, that we felt uh, expressed sort of the common interest of the different parties that we bring together in, in principles of health care reform, including some principles around how to uh, keep in uh, sort of innovation part of uh, reform and, and uh, innovation in all its aspects. So not just uh, innovation in, let's say, drug development, but innovation in health care delivery and, and how payment uh, is made uh, in, in healthcare and so on. So it's, uh, we've been active in that sense. Neat. And I notice on the Nehi website an interest in health and the economy. Yeah. What is that about? Well, that, that's actually part of what I've been doing here um, uh, at Nehi. Uh, you know, of course, everything about healthcare is, has got a huge impact on the economy everywhere. Uh, in the country, it's such a big part of the of the economy. And only if if people aren't healthy, they can't work. They're not productive. It's it's just a, a a major major factor in how well our economy does. What we've been more specifically involved in, and and up to this point, it's been uh, the one project we're doing that is sort of wholly focused on Massachusetts, is um, a project that's trying to make the links between. Uh, health care, uh, or health, I should say, and particularly chronic disease um, amongst uh, people and its impact on the economy. Um, so very definitely focused on um, what so many people are focused on around the country, uh, the whole impact of diet and fitness and leading to um, uh, overweight and obesity and, uh, you know, uncontrolled rates of diabetes and other other um, related diseases and so on, and the real impact that that's going to have on the economy, in this case, in the economy of Massachusetts, which otherwise has fairly good health status compared to a lot of places around the country, but has exactly the same trends as everybody else uh, in, in terms of overweight and obesity and an uptick in diabetes over the last few years and, and that kind of thing. Well, that gets probably to the main thing that I want to discuss with you, which was um, uh, waste. Yeah. Th there's, there's clearly, uh, we, we have a health system that's extremely expensive. In many ways, it provides some good care. But if we could eliminate waste, surely um, that would be a win-win for everybody in our healthcare system and for the cost of it. How much waste is there? Well, there's there's an enormous amount of uh, of waste uh, in the system, um, and it has been a major focus of the work that we've done. We did a project uh, that started um, oh about five years ago, where we literally had uh, a team of physicians who came in and read through um, 
journal articles, medical journal articles, a lot of the sort of published evidence around overuse of various services in healthcare, underuse of various services, and misuse of various services in healthcare. And um, it created this massively thick document um, that uh, supported supported the notion that anywhere from 30 to 50 percent of what we spend in healthcare overall is is waste. Now, you know, it's not deliberate waste. It's not malicious waste. It's it's just given the way that we tend to organize healthcare in the country and the way that patients tend to experience it, there are a lot of things that get done, you know, repeatedly that shouldn't have to be done more than once. Uh, um, there are just sort of fragmentation that that leads to uh, uh, spending of, of resources that uh, shouldn't have to happen if, if we can get it more uh, better organized. So um, it's uh, it's been a major preoccupation for us. We recently uh, released a document called um, um, Bending the Curve, Waste in, in Healthcare, that identified um, about half a dozen particular uh, kinds of, of, of waste in the system um, that really uh, cry out for serious attention. And, they're, and they're, for the most part, they are opportunities that are now receiving serious attention from um, physician groups, from uh, health insurers, from the federal government, and so on. Um, one of those issues, for example, is unnecessary uh, or otherwise avoidable readmissions to the hospital. So, and I know you as a physician probably see this all the time that you know there are there's a significant percentage of of, um, of patients um, probably tending to be you know be the more complex patients have multiple uh, illnesses and tend to be older, but patients who get discharged from the hospital after maybe a, a heart failure episode or something like that who end up back in the hospital within 30 days or within 60 days and it turns you know turns out that if their care had been coordinated a little better if they had been faithful to their medications um, they would have been fine they wouldn't have ended up back in the hospital so major major opportunity there right at the top of our list however uh... something that i know you've done a lot of work in is the whole issue of poor medication adherence generally and the fact that a surprising number upwards of fifty percent of people who are on prescription medications, which is a lot of people in the country, are not in fact faithful to or, or, or adherent to their prescriptions as they were written by the doctor. And that represents a source of waste because if, if a patient is you know, diagnosed the right way and has been, been uh, given a write-up and a, and a set of prescriptions that, that uh, really are right on in terms of what's, what's called for medically, then um, if they don't take the pills, they don't take the medication, then they're not getting the benefit. Um, and it's sort of a wasted effort all the way around. And those are the folks that are apt to end up back in the doctor's office <clears throat> with, with um, worsening health conditions or back in the hospital and that, and that kind of thing. Let's come back to poor adherence in just a minute. Is mm -hmm. there anything that you see on the horizon or that NEHA is recommending that will result in a different kind of organization in medicine that will result in uh, better coordination of care? Well, I think um, probably what we see is what um, um, a lot of folks are seeing around the country or, or, or experimenting with uh, uh, around the country. Um, 
there is very definitely um, a movement uh, around the country to the so-called medical home model, the, the patient-centered medical home model. Um, I think for some doctors, they view this in some ways as a return to old-fashioned medicine in, the term, in terms of sort of a closer relationship with the patient, but it involves uh, 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 really treating the, the, the whole patient and, uh, and the patient's entire uh, sort of health profile, so to speak, a real emphasis on preventive uh, uh, medicine, and a real emphasis on, on better coordination of the care of chronic disease in particular, whether it's diabetes or, or, or something else, um, using uh, an entire care team very much a, a part of this. So I think a lot of emphasis in using um, non-physician staff who are otherwise led by the physician, whether it's nurses or physician assistants or, or even pharmacists, uh, social workers, other, other sort of caregivers. And um, so I think, you know, this is something that's gotten a lot of attention around the country and an increasing number of physician practices are adopting this model or trying to work towards this model. And, and, and do you see uh, accountable care I, organizations um, in the I'm same? Sorry? Are accountable care organizations going to have an impact in the same way? Um, I think so. I think it's probably a little still early in the game uh, uh, to tell. Um, the, uh, uh, the accountable care organization model should be a way of uh, uh, sort of encompassing all the services that might be necessary for a group of patients, uh, including the hospital services that uh, patients might need that obviously aren't going to be provided in the, in the physician, uh, physician office. And uh, um, I, think, I think what we're seeing around the country with the accountable care uh, kind of plans, uh, uh, you know, some of which are now being formulated by Medicare and, and, and Medicaid, but uh, some of which is already happening with private health plans around the country, is um, providing reimbursement to physicians and, if, and, by extension, to hospitals that is really pegged to keeping patients um, uh, or maintaining them according to actual health goals, uh, whether it's maintaining their glucose levels if they're diabetic or, or um, other indicators if they've got cardiovascular disease or whatever it is, but sort of putting an effort, an emphasis on uh, pay for performance in a sense. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, I, you know, as, as that could be very complicated, it can be, I think, very anxiety-provoking with good reason for, for physicians. But there are, I think, you know, these examples that are starting to come out around the country in various settings of, of situations where if physicians can really sort of train the services on, um, on patients and tightly coordinate their care, particularly patients that are at high risk of developing really serious illness or ending up in the hospital, then you can have some very dramatic results. The idea of focusing on better outcomes, I think, is a potentially powerful approach to improving our healthcare system. We're going to continue our discussion with Tom next week when we discuss adherence to treatment with him and strategies for improving adherence. Getting better healthcare has been brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Our theme music is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health.
Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare.